Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what up? We got a Grammy Award winning producers playing skills calling in today, but right now we're going to get into a little music while we waiting, man. Um, I'm going to hit this joint, this uh, slim joint. So, uh Hold on, relax, wait till we get playing skills. The streets, nigga, them down south gangster grizzle niggas. Respect it and check it and pay attention. Love in the city, slim the voice of the A. M3 Productions. Everybody wanna be a star. Have you ever wanted something so bad? Even though you're not supposed to. Not everybody in the world. I take you and I turn you into some type of fanatic. Never let me tell you about the situation I'm in. I probably have to go to rehab this time. It gets me higher than anything you're thinking of. Oh, hey, I said love. I never would have thought that I would be a teen, but it's way too strong. I know you miss it, but do you look around and see it's all gone? And he keeps calling me, calling me, calling me. After one time, I just can't quit. Play a playing skills on the line? Yeah, man. Okay, hold on one minute. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we just waiting to get playing skills on the line. Gonna be talking to them. We got a lot of questions for them. Grammy winning producers. Okay, you there? I'm here. Okay, and who will you be speaking with? My name is Antoine. I'm the uh, CEO of Speak Magazine. Okay, and you'll be doing the interview? Yes. Okay, hold on one second for play and play and skills. Okay. Yeah, uh, you're listening to Spate Radio. We're just waiting on the line to get playing skills. I mean, you there, Antoine? I'm here. You're on the line with player playing skills. What's going on, fellas? What's up, big homie? How's everything? Everything good. Everything is good. Yeah, you you, you just got me um play one half of playing uh playing skills because not available on the call. Oh, okay. All right, cool. It's all good though. All right, definitely. So um so. If, for those that's not, you know, familiar with playing skills, give them a little breakdown of your history and how you guys got started. Well, history, we go back, um, you know, we started off as DJs, um, early 2000s, you know, uh, 2001, 2002. Okay. Transcended into the, um, becoming producers, got our first big break with Low Flip, we did You Gotta Feel Me album, which was a multi-platinum album, we did like 95% of the production, songwriting on that. Wow. Um, then, you know, of course, we also do the artist thing. You know, we get behind the mic, we sing the rap as well. And we put out a couple of singles. Um, 2004, 2005, we had a record deal with Universal Records. Put out an album called The Process that did very well regionally for us. Um, and we toured like crazy as artists. And in the meanwhile, we were still producing as well, which we um, came up with the Ride and Dirty record for Chameleon Air which was, you know, two times Grammy-nominated, won a Grammy, was the number one record in the country for a couple of weeks. Um, and then, you know, the doors just open up for many, many of people to come want to work with us and uh, bring us to this day now where, you know, we got three more Grammy nominations for the Lil Wayne Project, the mm-hmm. Got Money, featuring T-Pain, a song where we co-wrote and produced that song. So we're yeah. going to 2009, busy. That's what's up. So how does it feel to have that plaque on the wall? Like, do you have it? In your, do you, do you guys have your own personal studio and you have the plaque on the wall type situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we have a personal studio in our in our in in our house. Um, the plaques are actually in the uh, studios in our it's in our little showroom. We have like a showroom with our grand piano and our Shark Tank and then all the crazy ringtone plaques and the platinum plaques and the whole nine. So. So how does it feel to you know to have those? Like when when you first got it, what was the feeling when you first got it? Um, man, you know, I was waiting forever, man. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't get it like right at the time, but it was just good to see one of those. I guess when you when you, when you grow up and uh, you know you're you're on your grind trying to make make this music thing happen, and you go to places and you see the people with a bunch of pla- uh, plaques, you always want those on your wall. So it was a a good um. It showed, you know, it was like hardware of our accomplishment, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But 
you know, we keep it moving, man. We we got more coming, and we want to just we want to continue to to add to the wall, man. Because you know, when the ladies come inside the house, man, it just helps us out so much more. <laughs> That's what's up. So once you get a once you once you get a plaque like that, does does the production cost go up a little bit? Do you start charging more for your services? Yeah, absolutely. Every with every plaque, there's you know an extra zero at the end. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it definitely goes up, man, because it just proves that, you know, that, that um, you deliver because this, this music business is all about delivering and not, you know, just to talk. And we've been able to come back time after time and deliver hit after hit. So, you know, the, as, as the plaques continue to, to, to stack, so the zeros, man, it, it just costs a little more. But, you know, at the same time, it is the recession, and, you know, we, we understand where the marketplace is and, you know, you know what's being paid, what's not being paid. So we try to stay competitive at the, at the same time. You know, know our value in, in the marketplace. That's what's up. Um, so were were you guys actually in the studio with Wayne when you did Got Money, or were you um, like, did you like send it? Because I know sometimes the producer will send it to the guy and he he might be out of town or something like that. So how did that work? Yeah, actually, that, that's exactly what happened. You know, Wayne is tours like crazy, man. He's, he's on the road. and Actually, the record was never intended for Lil Wayne at first. It was done. It was just a beat done at first just for, just to make, we were just making tracks, making a beat. And then the, um, then we put a chorus on it, a chorus idea, which, you know, is the idea for Got Money. Uh-huh. It's a, uh, we actually were in the studio with Pitbull, working on Pitbull's project, and Pit loved it. Pit wanted to keep it for himself in his album. He wanted to get T-Pain on the record, so he sent a T-Pain by the time T Pain got it, did it, and sent it back to Pitbull, Pitbull turned the album in so he couldn't use it for his album. But we still had the files to the to the to the song. We still had T Pain hook and a playing skills beat, which mm-hmm. we thought was, you know, very valuable. Mm-hmm. I, I think anybody would agree on that. You know, a T Pain hook nowadays, you know what that's worth and Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so we shopped it around to a couple people, you know, uh, some thug recorded on it, Plies recorded on it, uh, a couple other people recorded on it, but nobody came and cut the check, and nobody really, you know, uh, made a play for it except for Wayne. Wayne came to the table, T-Pain's people reached out, said that Wayne wanted the record, Wayne recorded it, and the rest is history, man. I mean, everything was third person, even T-Pain. I mean, we, we spoke on the phone after that, uh-huh. emails, you know, with the arrangement and how we wanted it, but it was all... You know, with the new way of uh, you know technology, just making music through Gmails and through iChats and the whole nine. So it worked itself out. You know, I mean, I guess we could say that great minds think alike. That's what's up. So with your experience that you had with a major label uh, being signed to Universal, correct? Yeah. Okay. Did that leave a sour taste in your mouth? Because I, I know that your new project is coming out uh, independently, right? Yeah, it's coming through Asylum, actually. Oh, Asylum. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But through our label, yeah, and Asylum. Yeah, it, it did leave a sour taste because for us it was a difficult situation as it is being Latino and being Latin hip-hop artists. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's still something brand new that mainstream America hasn't understood or even captured yet. They, You know, I think Universal wanted us to make Spanish-speaking records or reggaeton because when we got signed, the reggaeton movement was crazy. That's what yeah. that, you know, that whole... Daddy Yankee and that whole nine was popping off, and they wanted us to kind of veer that way for whatever reason. We're like, man, we don't do that type of music. No disrespect to them, but, I mean, we're hip-hop heads. You know what I'm saying? We do hip-hop, R&B, you know, we just do music. There's no, just because we're Latin doesn't mean we have to be, you know, 
uh, we have to do that type of music. So they weren't able to understand us as supporters. I mean, we had some pretty really big records on uh-huh. other Universal Records radio-wise, and they never mm-hmm. put that album out, never shot the video, never did all that. So I took it like a learning experience, and I understood that, you know, these labels will never understand. Not today, not tomorrow, not Asylum, not Universal. They just they don't get none of these artists. They don't understand innovative people, and they don't see the vision before 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 um, we're supposed to see it. They just kind of go, and you gotta go make it happen. You gotta go make the song become a hit. You gotta go out and shoot the video yourself. Then they come in and do what they do, which is the things that you can't do: get you on MTV or put the actual CD in all the stores. So wow. now, you know, I've gotten to the point where, you know, with the digital world, that I hopefully we won't need these major record companies. You know, exactly. I, I, I really think that in the next, you know, five six years, that there's going to be a humongous change. I think that people are going to be putting out stuff digitally, setting up their own little sites where you can go directly to buy, you know, music from your favorite artists and watch videos via internet and the whole nine and. We can forget about these idiots that are standing behind a desk thinking that they know what's going on and controlling people's lives, you know. Yeah. So we want to say sour taste just a bit. Okay. All right. Um, when you when you, what was your first piece of equipment that you got when you started? Because we know, like, um, you know, from our research that you started making beats in your mother's apartment. Yeah. So what was your first piece of equipment that you got when you started working? Oh, it was it was a it was called a DR two hundred two. DR two hundred two was that a yeah. drum machine? Small uh, ro- rolling drum machine, yep. And you used to make your your own music, or you used to like produce people in the area and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 hadn't we hadn't um really done the the rapper thing, the MC thing for us yet. I mean, we, we you know we we ciphered and we freestyled. Where we had a group of friends that rapped, you know okay. what I'm saying? So we all we used to just sit around and do do the whole nine. We had childhood friends, people from the hood, from the area that would come by. You know, my mom's apartment was only. A one and a half bedroom apartment, and the half was her room. The other room was the actual studio room that we lived in, mm-hmm. which had crates and everything. So we slept like literally around, like near crates. Wow. Anyways, I, I say that to say that people used to come over and knock on that back window all times of night and come in, and we would just do music all night. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we we just let you know people rhyme over it, over mm-hmm. stuff, man. And the reason we started actually rhyming and us doing records is because we fell out with everybody. You know, because mm-hmm. the same, you know, people. You get to a point where people don't see the same vision as you. You have exactly. patience. It takes a little longer than what people think. You think people think they're going to become Jay Z tomorrow morning because they watch TV or because they wear a button up like him. Yeah, that's not the case. So we stuck with it, man, and God has really blessed us. That's what's up, man. So now that you guys are successful Grammy award-winning producers, do you get those family members that call you up and they, hey, cousin? <laughs> hey, can oh, I yeah. borrow? Can, can I hold something? Right, especially right now. You know, it's uh, <laughs> a couple of days before Christmas. <laughs> so, you know, you, you're definitely going to um, get that. But, you know, that's understood, man. I mean, mm-hmm. we've always been really close to uh, only a few members of, of our family anyways. You know, very, very close with our mother and father. And then a, a small group of a circle of friends that we deal with, which are actually our business friends at the same time. Other than that, you know, everybody else is cut out, man. We We ain't got time for the... So everybody want a free little ride. We don't do. <laughs> That's what's up. So we we know that um you know you've been doing this for a minute, and it's probably when you go in the studio, it's probably like routine. But what is something that excites you when you're in the studio? Like what is something that really gets you going and motivated to knock out another track? 
the artist. The artist? Yeah, like if an artist comes in with a certain amount of energy or he's excited or he has a crazy chorus or just, you know, the energy is there, then, you know, it excites us to make... Because, you know, the rhythm most of the time is nowadays was wrong, and I think what's really wrong with hip-hop is that these rappers are not good enough. Mm-hmm. They're just not, they're not making full songs. You mm-hmm. know, I heard fit over here 50 say, you know, on a couple of interviews lately in the last couple of days that when is the last rap record you heard where a rapper rapped all the way through? He did the chorus, he did the, the verse, the whole nine. Yeah. You know, maybe T.I. or whatever you like, or maybe 50 would get up. But other than that, like, rappers aren't coming in and making their full songs. They need an R&B hook. They need the producer to come up with the with the idea. So it doesn't become as challenging for a producer or a songwriter when he walks in and he's ready to work with a rapper because he's like, man, I'm going to have to make the whole song for this guy, and he's just going to have to rap his 12 little bars, 16 bars, which is not that exciting, you know what I'm saying, nowadays. Not that many good rappers. So exactly. somebody when somebody comes in and they do the whole record and they have the whole nine, the vision, the whole thing, then you're like, all right, cool, I'm going to step my game up and really go in here and produce a full record. That's, that's what's, so is it? So it's harder for you if the artist comes with nothing? So I mean, it, it's harder only because it's not as exciting, but it's actually easier because you're actually in control at that point. You're just like, look, here, here's the spaces. Here's the first verse, second verse, third verse. I'm going to step out. Um, go smoke me a blunt, or I'm going to go grab me something to eat. By the mm. time I come back, you know, put your verses down, and the song is done because the the chorus is there, the beat is there, the arrangement is there, which, you know, I mean, some labels want it like that because their artist is just not that good, you know, okay. but, it, but it, I think it hurts, you know, it just really, it really hurts the business, man, because people are just not as, and I think that they are, there's plenty of people that are talented, but mm-hmm. I don't think the record labels let these people be as talented as they want to be. Yeah, so exactly. It's more safer to go to playing skills and be like, man, you did got money. You did riding dirty. Give me one of those, man, for uh, whoever I got. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't want to make riding dirty again. I don't want to make got money again. You know, yeah. I want to do something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I would have told somebody that we were doing got money before got money was got money, they would have said, no, nah, we don't want to do that. Exactly. Exactly. It's true. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I lost you. Okay. Um, as far as like, uh, like, how many tracks do you guys knock out like on a regular basis? Uh, on a let's say on a given month, how many tracks or a week uh, are you guys putting out on, that you're creating? You know what? It's it slowed down a lot lately, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's slowed down a lot. Probably in the last year, man. Um, it used to be, and and skills is like the main dude, like with the melodies and whatnot, the ideas on the, on how we start the records. I mean, he he can like have four or five a night. Okay. A night. And wow. Know, yeah, like he's that good. Like, mm-hmm. and, and good quality records. But you know, it's just it's slowed down, man. It's just slowed down a lot. Now it's like more like we take our time, and when we go in, we go in and we make sure that the ones that we do are keepers. Okay. It used to be just a bunch of stuff, and it'd be like three or four that actually got used. So now it's like, you know, we go in, time is of money, and we have so many other business th- business opportunities that we got going on, and we stay on the road. We're just a lot more busy that we don't have as much time to actually, like, really focus on the music and just okay. have that much of, of freedom to, to do it. And I wish we did, though. Okay. All right. So it's um, so when you go in the studio, you're going to play. I mean, uh, play, uh, you and Skills. Do you guys each have a particular job, or you both pretty much have the same skills, or do you have a particular job and he has a particular job? Or yeah, we do. We do. We have several jobs. Okay. Um, 
which is why I make I, I want people to understand that a producer is not just a guy who hits the keyboard or hits the drum machine. A producer is a, a person that arranges a song, makes a complete song. That is a producer. A beat maker is a guy who comes in and can play the keys really well, and you know, just make he's mastered the the art of using the MPC and can knows how to make a beat. That's fine. But producing a record is arranging a song. The music goes here. You know, oh, that's too much music. Don't put that much music right there because it's flooded with whatever. And that's why me and Skills are so good because Skills is an incredible keyboardist. He's an incredible melody guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he owns that MPC 4000 like nobody I've ever seen work it. So he comes up with the bulk of the skeleton of the record. And mm-hmm. then I come in and I take instruments in and out. I may add some music on it, add some drums, fix the arrangement, and say, nah, this is a go. No, this is not a go. And, you know, that's kind of how we work. I'm more the guy that works with the actual artist. I okay. come in, I'm most of the time in the studio with the artist, coaching him through the record, arranging the song, and Skills more the guy who has came up with the skeleton part of the record, which is probably the, the actual keys on the song or whatnot. So it works out in a, in a crazy way because, you know, us being brothers, being in a studio together, sometimes went all the way work. If we were there 24 hours a day, seven days a week together, you know, us being brothers trying to make songs together. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you know how that would work. Okay, okay. So, what would you say your best experience was, like, in working with what what song that you could actually feel that because we know you you've made a lot of hot hit joints. Which song did you actually know it was going to be a hit? Because we know a lot of producers they go in the studio, they make a joint, they put it out, and then they're like, oh shit, like that one blew up. Like they did, like they didn't know. So, um, which song did you actually know was going to blow? I think it was a given that the Wayne, Lil Wayne record. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, and and that's such a cliche answer because, but everything else I didn't know. So crispy for Kia Shine for Damn Show, I didn't think that record was gonna do. I thought it was hot. Uh-huh. I, I didn't think that Riding Dirty for Chameleonaire was gonna be a number one song. I thought it was really good. Uh-huh. No way in hell that I think it was gonna be the best selling ringtone Grammy in the whole nine. I, I mean, I couldn't. I'd be lying and saying saying that we thought it was. Mm-hmm. But the Wayne, we was like, man, it's Lil Wayne and T Pain. Like, it just don't get bigger than that right now. I mean, you can't name two bigger artists on the song right now. That's true. Nobody. I mean, yeah. I don't care if you teamed up Jay Z with anybody else. Like, there's nothing bigger, young, relative, cool that runs radio the whole nine than Lil Wayne and T Pain. So we was like, when both of them got on the record, we was like, oh my god, you know, um, this is gonna be something special right here. So we just sat. I mean, we we had the song for a long time. We just sat and just. And just we play it for everybody. We got look, man, this is coming. And I don't think nobody, you know, you know how it is, man. People just they don't believe something, man, until it really happens. So exactly, yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, off the topic a little bit, um, we have a uh, the, the the situation which was really interesting. A topic that's probably going to be all over the internet and everywhere soon is the Soldier Boy. His he had just dropped a new album, and. Uh, he he, it's it's just uh, some people are saying that he's gonna sell somewhere around thirty thousand copies. So it's like so he's he he may be considered a one hit wonder with his first album. So what do you think? Do you think if an artist is classified as a one hit wonder, do you think that they can come back from that? Man, I think it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, I know Soldier Boy personally. You know what I'm saying? And I um I like what he got going on. I think it's young. It's innovative. Um, it's fun. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I hate when people pick on him for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I although I, I do agree with a lot of the the people that, you know, everybody has their points. I, I do agree with, you know, he's not lyrically inclined like everybody else. He doesn't do the standard hip-hop. But, I mean, dude, if you're 17 or 18 years old, man, even if you're 13, 14 years old, and, he, you know, he's making it fun for you to go to a party, why not? I think even adults that have kids, why wouldn't you want your kids dancing instead of, you know, some hardcore kill them, bang, bang, sh- you know, selling cocaine music. Yeah. I think I would like my son listening to Soldier Boy and doing the Soldier Boy dance before mm-hmm. uh, listening to Dipset. Mm-hmm. And, and not a disc, because I love Dipset, me, but I would prefer, you know, as a father, because it just, it's just positive, it's fun, you know, that they have dancing little compositions. But, you know, to answer your question, he, I think he made a song so big, man, and I think Chameleon Air is in the same boat. I think everybody has forgotten the fact that I mean, Kamehameha's last album flopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he hasn't had a hit record since Riding Dirty. Yeah. I mean, it, would we consider that a one-hit wonder as well? Yeah. You know, I mean, so when you make a song that big where it has that many digital downloads, that many ringtones, number one, got that much radio play, it's really hard to come back, man, and make a song that big. But there are artists that do that, and those are the guys that separate themselves from everybody else. Those are the guys that have longevity, go down in the books as people, via T.I., you know, Jay-Z, 50. I mean, 50 had a run where he had so many number one hits. Yeah. You know, he came back and he kept making them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think for us as producers, a lot of people was like, they got lucky with the Ryan Dirty record, then we come right back with the Lil Wayne Got Money song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes back to number one. So it's really about delivery, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, if, Soldier Boy, you know, doesn't want to become the one-hit wonder, then he needs to make another one-hit wonder. That's mm-hmm. all I can say, you know. Um, it's going to be tough, man, with the climate, and he's gotten so much slack for so much stuff, man. And you know, Yeah, I thought that, that was really unfair. Like, I thought that the, out of the whole situation, I thought, like, it seemed like all the old heads in hip-hop and all the, the, the like, the, the, the real gangster-type rappers, everybody was going against him. And I think that that really hurt him. When you had all of these internet people and all of these videos saying "f Soldier Boy" and "we hate Soldier Boy," you had all of these artists that ganged up on him. Like, right. how, how that can't be positive? You know no, nah, I mean? it can't. I mean, it, it could and it can't. You know, it could if if it was. You know, because all press is good press. But when you got the hip hop community against you, you know, it, that's tough, man. I mean, it yeah. just really is. It, it wasn't fair to him, but you know. He should have came back with a record to shut everybody up. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's I mean, true. at the end of the day, that's that's really what it becomes. Like, if if you say that the kids and the people want this type of music, then let it, then put it out. Yeah. You know, let it be number one. Let it do what it do. If he sold thirty thousand records, where is your two million YouTube fans? Mm-hmm. Where is all that? Like, that's what it really boils down to. Is you know, the numbers don't lie, man. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, the, the numbers do not lie. I don't care what climate, what music, what bullshit recession, all that other crap. People are still gonna buy music. That's why Wayne sold a million records. Why? Because people were interested in exactly. buying a little Wayne project. People were interested in buying Ti this year. Mm-hmm. You know, tuning into old things. So, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, I feel bad for Soldier Boy because I know him personally, and he's a young dude in hip hop. But you know, I mean, at the end of the day, just just make that record. Make, yeah. make those songs, man. That's really what it's about, man. You'll shut everybody up by by delivering and and making them. Them numbers, man, because that's really what it's all about. All that other shit don't even matter. Yeah, and you know the, hard, the the horrible thing that I think when it comes to a lot of record labels is these record labels treat artists 
they like the record label is like the machine, and then they they put you in the machine, and then if and if it doesn't come, like they just spit you out. Like and it seems yeah. like you know you don't you don't get you don't the the first time around he he rocked it, second time around he didn't rock it. So it's gonna be like the record label is gonna be like okay, should we put a lot of money into his next project? So now that's like gonna mess him up for the future, you know. So it's like. And I, I just think the mentality of these record labels nowadays is they don't really give him a, a, a once he messes up once they don't give you that second chance. Oh no, absolutely not. I know for a fact. You know, yeah. I've been, in that, I've been in that system, so you know that that kind of sucks. But you know, on the flip side of that, you know, I've also been in a situation where um, where you won and then the second time out it wasn't you know it didn't do as well. And then the third time you come back and you win again, then they open them doors again. And yeah. I mean, it's it's just a business at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? If I buy a house the first time and I make a killing on it, you know, and the second time I buy a house, I didn't do as well. I'm gonna be hesitant to go back into the real estate and buying houses again. Yeah. But if I know that I can make some more money, I'm gonna go do it again. And that's just the way the record company. I mean, we're all real estate properties. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. these artists, we're just quick little properties and if they can make money off of us then they're going to come in and do it if they feel like they can't they're just not going to do it i don't give a damn who you are yeah you look at ll you know what i mean one of the greatest rappers of all time exactly you know i mean damn who would have ever thought like in the early 90s or, or when he was like you know doing i'm bad all that great music that you know in 2007 2008 that they would shit on him exactly you know, because he was i mean but that's just the way the, the business is. What can you do about it? You know, there's nothing you can do about it but get with it. Because I hear so many artists and producers and people complain. Like, man, stop complaining and make it happen. Like, that's yeah. all you could do. Like, you could, you're not going to change the system. Mm -hmm. It's not going to exactly. happen. Like, they're going to they're gonna be who they are. Those record companies are always going to be in charge. And that's what, that's just the way it is, man. So the best thing to do is make yourself such a, a, a humongous brand mm -hmm. that you have other avenues of making money. Mm -hmm. You don't have to rely on record sales. You can rely on other things that you got going on. The uh, for us, for playing skills, we're producers, we're songwriters, we're artists. You know, we DJ. We're back into DJing. We do the you know the big rock star Hollywood DJ scene where we play in Vegas. We we DJ on the side. We throw parties. We do other things to where we don't rely on our first week numbers. Exactly. You know, if the, if the album come out, it's cool. That'd be great if we do well. If not, you know. People are still interested in the playing skills brand. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Definitely. Um, it's, 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 as far as the playing skills name, how did that originate? How did you uh, come up with that? Oh, it ain't nothing special, man. No. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was DJ play, DJ skills, and we just dropped the DJs out of it and just became playing skills. Oh, okay. I, I don't even know why we even called ourselves DJ playing, DJ skills. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I really don't like because you know when you're a DJ like you be having all kinds of crazy names you know what I'm saying DJ uh, Scratch Master whatever it may be you know and you ch you might change your name four or five times I guess I ended up just staying with the DJ play and uh, skills DJ skills then we became like producers we was like man we're gonna change it up it sounds kind of corny to be DJ playing DJ skills <laughs> okay we, we just dropped the DJs became playing skills. So you got this um, single that's um, checking my fresh, correct? Yeah. Yep. And um, this, how is um, well, uh, would you the kind? Well, we know that the sample is from Jay Z, but what what gave what made you want to uh, sample that? I mean, you know, really, I was sitting in the club one day and <clears throat> that verse came on, and everybody knew that part right there. 
<laughs> you know, like you know, he was saying, you know, it's, it's the, the the knots in his jeans, cause it's you know skinny jeans the whole nine. Then we was like, you, you could, you know, check him off fresh, check it, check him off, and the whole club like, and I'm like, wow, everybody knows this part. You know what I'm saying? And like, who doesn't? That's something that's kind of like cool right now. Everybody's saying check him off fresh. You know, everybody's really big into the fashion, the whole nine. You know, but we just took it. I was like, I want to sample, and I just um, sampled the record. I didn't. We didn't put too much music on the beat. Mm-hmm. Real, you know, hardcore drums, just with a sample. And we tried to lyrically, like, really rap on the song. It's mm-hmm. not based around the hook. It's like you really got to pay attention to the verses, which is completely different from anything we've ever done. Usually, our choruses are really, really big, and the beat is real musically inclined. Mm-hmm. And then the verses we just get by on. This mm-hmm. time it's like the other way around. We wanted to do a record for for the streets, for the mixtape, for hip-hop, for all these hip-hop sites, you know, for a cool video. When we shoot this video, it's going to be, you know, checking my fresh, like, you know, it, instead of a girl record or a party record. Okay. You know, we wanted to come on that vibe. So it's definitely a challenge. It's something different for us. I mean, it's definitely doing very well for us, you know, as far as, like, the response through the net, through satellite radio. Mm-hmm. You know, we just started, you know, really pushing it to radio, but all the DJs love it. And I just wanted to make a record for, for the DJs for once. So when I walked into a club, I can go get my record played, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the DJ can play it instantly and say, man, I can mix that with Swagger Like Us right now. I can do mm-hmm. that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and not hurt. Instead of having a slower hip-hop and R&B type of record or a party record, DJ going, well, you know, I got to wait till this blows up before I play it. So mm-hmm. that was the whole thought behind that. Mm-hmm. So we we know your your first love is, is is if you had to put one first or one before the other, which one? I know it's probably a kind of a silly question, but which one would you put before? Like, are, are you do you being an artist or are you being a producer? Which one comes first for you? The, the producer is definitely first for us. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just a lot easier. You're behind the scenes. You make more money. You don't have to deal with so much headaches. You don't have to fly out and do fifty million promo shows and you know okay. not to put up with uh you know the blogs about why he rapped this why he rapped that you know it's just a lot easier but people don't understand the whole artist thing like we're just not producers that you know because everybody will have will say well you know these dudes how many producers want to rap yeah you know you got ron browse now who's you know blowing the hell up he's dope man you know, mm-hmm. he's been making a lot of hits early on as a producer. He's, you know, behind the mic now. You got Swiss Beats. You got, you know, just a ton of them. But the reason behind us even getting behind the mic is to put a face behind our production. Yeah. That was the whole idea. Like, you're so much more valuable if you know what somebody looks like. Yeah. You know, it just for whatever reason, I think that's why Pharrell was such an incredible... I mean, he was already a dope producer, but then when he sang the choruses and he got in the video, like, now you're talking about a guy that can do more to a song than just produce a song. He could, exactly. His value was more. And that was the whole idea behind playing skills. Like, we couldn't tour as producers. Like, mm-hmm. we can't tour as producers. We just sit at home and produce. Yeah. You know, when we did the artist thing, now we go out and we produce, and when we perform, we do all the songs that we perform, the songs that we do. You know, we're able to swap other um, artists. Like, a lot of the times what we do, instead of there being a payment up front between an artist paying us for a track, we swap it out. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you give me a verse for my album, do a hook for me, and I'll do something for you. you okay. know, our next our next single is gonna be with Akon, mm-hmm. and we just Akon's a very good friend of ours. You know, we did something for him, and he turned around, sang a chorus for us. You That's know, the exchange could have been 
$150,000 between the both of us. Exactly. You know, between the production and him doing appearing on a song with us. Mm-hmm. But, it, but with us being able to just, you know, us being artists as well, we're able to just swap it out. So it just made a lot more sense for us, and we were able to take advantage. We don't give a damn what anybody says about where we stand as rappers because we're winning. We're getting a dollar for it. So, you know, people should congratulate that, man. It's tough to get a dollar for, for, for making music nowadays. Definitely, definitely. Can I can I get one of those? Can I get, like, uh, on one of your tracks and then you get on one of my tracks and, like, exchange it? Yeah, send it to me, Gmail. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man, because, you, you know, um, I mean, you get so much of that, man. It's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. I tell people, you know what I'm saying, like, I listen to everything mm-hmm. that pretty much comes through, through us. But just most of it is just really bad, man. It's just, <laughs> I, I hear a lot of producers that say that. that they say that most of the music that they get from artists on the street is garbage. It is, man, because if it was good, believe me, I would be interested. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we have our own record company, G4 Records as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have signed. We got a couple of acts that we're ready to put out. So it's not that we're not just us, that it's all about us. But, you know, we just got to find the right thing that makes sense, man, especially with a reputation of us producing for some of the great artists and delivering and making hit records. Like, whatever we put out has to be just as good. Yeah. For us, they could tarnish our brand. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually not an artist. That was actually a joke. So, so good. I'm, I'm just strictly media. That's a, I'm a fan of the music. That's about it. <laughs> man, man, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm just a fan, and, but I mean, it's it's hard to find fans because you know whenever you, especially in New York, um, New York, you go to a club, everybody's an artist, you know. So oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know if it's like that. Um, in in Texas, right? That's where you're from. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 pretty ridiculous, man. On that end, and after, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why because you know what I'm saying like, there's so much so many other jobs that make money, good money, doing other things. Like, why do you want to be the rapper, man? That's the exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's the headache. Why not, you know, manage A&R, you know, uh, do promotions, do media, whatever it may be. Like, because yeah. you know, people say, I love music, man, I just want to be in music. Well, don't rap yeah. unless you can. Or don't sing because you've got guys like me that are good at what they do, and they're not going to let you get in the way of what they got going on. Exactly, and and that's what's me. You know what amazes me? I actually had, I did an interview recently, and we talked about the same thing when it comes to singers and rappers. Like when if if you hear a singer, you immediately know whether they're good or bad. And most of the time, when it comes to rap music, it's more of you know whether they're good or bad, but it's more of a personal opinion because he he might be able to rap and be able to sort of sell his records in his hood. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like it's 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 kind of it's it's kind of funny because. Anybody will pick up a mic and say, "Yo, I can rap." Right. And, and some and somebody might hear it and say, "Yeah, you're pretty good." And then you have someone like you that has experience, and they say, "Are you crazy?" Hey, you suck. <laughs> well, you know, and then a lot of people listen to the wrong people. You yeah. Stop listening. Of course, your girlfriend's gonna tell you you're good. She don't yeah, want to yeah. your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Of course, your family member is gonna support you. Who cares? <laughs> Those aren't the people that are gonna buy your records. Those aren't the people that's gonna be. You know, honest about it. Go out there, ask the DJs. You know, play. Ask people that are you know doing their thing. Go to some of these conferences. Ask some of the media people. Some of the people that listen to music, like, oh, just, you know, your, your best friend and your girlfriend. That that's you know that's the wrong way to gauge your music, man. That shit is crazy. I, I know so many people that think, especially nowadays with MySpace, mm-hmm. Facebook, like anybody could be a superstar. I see, man. I, 
like I'm a very very viral active guy. I mm-hmm. stay on the net with everything because I mean that's just you know it's 2009. You got to get with that. You know what I'm saying? So Definitely. I go through all the my you know I go through MySpace pages, the Twitter, the whole nine. It's like damn, everybody's a rock star nowadays. Everybody has a crazy picture as a you know idol thing, holding a bottle or some rap star with some shades and <laughs> an album coming soon, and they have a company and like fam, like you don't. You don't know the first, and and it can almost be believable. Like if you look, if you just look at him, they, you might be like, "Well, damn, maybe he's doing his thing." Because you know, it's just dressed so well. Yeah. But under that dress, you know, there's no ass, there's no titties, there's nothing good in it, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and um, see, you 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 have different ears because you're actually a musician. So when you listen to stuff, you listen for melodies. You when you listen to the rapper, you're not listening to just words. You're listening to his flow, his melodies, and all of that stuff. But a lot of people don't have that experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? When they when you listen to music, and when you know someone else might listen to music, they're gonna hear two totally different things. Like you're gonna hear the little hi hat in the back that's a little bit off beat. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you you're gonna break it down. You're gonna say that snare he used. That's kind of whack. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but there's a reason why I, you know, um, that that uh, I'm sorry, I just got to email. There's a reason why I listen to that, and why because mm-hmm. you know I'm a professional. What I do, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. So you'd want that opinion from me. You don't want your friend who has no fucking clue. He just listens to music. <laughs> you, know, you don't want that person just to, to. You don't want that to decide what it is, and you're gonna get your feelings hurt. Yeah, you don't exactly. wonder why you've been rapping for 12 years, and your shit ain't cracked. Yeah, because yeah. the same circle of people have been supporting you and telling you that it's okay. Keep going. Exactly. Me, on the other hand, I'm going to tell you, bro, you try something else, man. You need, <laughs> you need to get behind a desk or something, man, because, you know, you're going to hurt your family with that. Assuming that damn dream. And I'm not trying to knock nobody's dreams out, but, you know, it is either going to happen for you or not, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And on, on the flip side, do you hear a lot of artists that you actually like their music? I hear a few. Um, from Texas, you know, it's getting better. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas, I'm from Dallas. I live in Dallas also, and um, Dallas music is really starting to pop off. But it's mm-hmm. a little different out here. We have this little movement called the D-Town Boogie. Okay. It's, and it's it's like this dance thing. It's, it's kind of like the Soldier Boy thing. It's kind of like Atlanta early on when Atlanta was popping off with the Laffy Taffy. That's what it is, but with a little gangster twist to it. It's kind of, I would say... The Seawalk and the Laffy Taffy snap dance put together. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy, if I was to say what the D-Town Boogie was, because you got gangsters that are boogieing. No. Yeah, like the biggest hustler in town, the biggest gangster he's dancing. Like, you know, so it's kind of crazy me seeing it, because I'm not like a dancing type of guy, and I don't really like that, but Mm -hmm. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Dallas. This is what they like. This is what they like to hear. And, man, it is, it is exploding, man. I like a lot of that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm from here, so it, it just feels good. It sounds good. I can relate to it. So to answer your question, I'm I'm hearing a lot of cool little stuff that's about to really bubble, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. It's good to hear. It's good to hear that there's a, a some artists out there that got it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there's a few. There's more bad. I'm, I would say there's about 5% out there. Okay. The whole 100. You know, the other 95 is bullshit. <laughs> so I, I uh, we know that you've worked with so many artists. Like I, I can't even, I, I ain't even gonna go through the list. 
you know, I'm just I'll just go through a few. All right, so um, we we got Talib Kweli, right? Yeah. Slim Thug. Yeah. One Twelve. Yep. Young Jock. Yep. Tago. Of course. Pitbull. All the time. Mano. Yeah, man. Lil Wayne, of course. And um, those are those are just a few of the artists you've worked with. So it's like it feels like you almost work with the whole industry. But who who is somebody that you really want to work with that you've been trying to work with, or you you sent some tracks to and they haven't felt it yet, or whatever? Uh, skills would say Young Jeezy. Young Jeezy, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's gonna happen soon. Um, okay. You know, we just linked with with his whole camp and everything, and uh, my answer would be Kanye West. Okay. For the simple fact that, uh, you know, I think that he has the same attitude, the same arrogance as we do in the studio. Okay. And I think we would bump heads, which is great. I think mm-hmm. that we would probably, I'd probably dig something out of him that he didn't even know he had. Okay. And so have you guys sent something to him? Or yeah, we, we sent something to him for his new album. But, you know, the direction of his new album just was a whole different direction. Yeah. You know, and... You know, so I think he he was like, if you weren't in that immediate circle, then he wasn't gonna be able to work with you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like outside producers sending tracks and it was working. I think it was like he made the album really fast in a couple weeks, and all the people that were in that room made it together. So I wish I would have been a part of that, man. I I really liked what he did on this album, man. I really mm-hmm. do. I liked the innovation. I just like that he took a chance on the album so with a guy like that is what I'm saying I think that he'll bring out the best out of us as producers as well as us bringing out a whole different light from him as an artist mm-hmm. so okay. yeah Kanye and you know the cliche answer of course you know Jay-Z just cause man he, <laughs> he's the greatest okay did you got did you um I don't know is this the, the album finished yet did you guys send, send something for the new album uh, we we are still um, submitting tracks to the mm-hmm. album. He, I, I don't know what's going on, man. Like one day we'll get an email. He's searching for this, this, and that, and we send it in, and then it, and then we don't get a response, and then okay. yeah, well, it's done. So I don't I don't know what's going on with Ho's project, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's the type of guy. He's another one of those guys that knock out a whole project in twelve days and call it a day. <laughs> so, you know, all we could do is you know just continue to send tracks, and hopefully one of those touch him. In a way that that that's supposed to be touched, man. I would love to be a part of that that project. Definitely, definitely. Hove is like he's a he's a legend in the game. Yeah. Definitely. So um, is, is, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, to uh, tell the people where they can find you, you know, your websites and your your um and company and everything. Okay, my um, myspace.com/slash/playingskills is on myspace page. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if people want to email us directly to send music, it's playingskills p l a y n s k i double l z at gmail.com. That's what's up. So, um, <clears throat> on average, how many people send you guys music? Like, do you get a lot of music sent to you all the time? Yeah, I do. I get a lot of music um, sent to me. Um, and again, and again, I listen to it. I probably give everything five to ten seconds into it. You know, <laughs> he said five to ten seconds. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, once cause I hear that the music just it sounds just like it's cheap and it's not working, then I just tune out. Or as soon as somebody comes on and he sounds like another rapper, then I just press delete. Mm-hmm. Like if you sound like Lil Wayne, you sound like Fabulous. Like 
We don't need no more Lil Wayne's or no more Fabulous. We need other people. Okay. So where where do you see uh, you guys? Uh, what do you have any long term goals? Like uh, what where do you see yourself in like four or five years from now? I mean, hopefully we can make one of them runs where like we're the producer of the year. You know, okay. um, that that run here in the next four or five years where you know. Because you know the Ryan Dirty and the God Money was spread out between a couple of years, they would have been in the same year, then it could have been a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, really, I, I think I want, we want to evolve into like, I think the artist thing. I hope one day will definitely explode to where people will know us as artists as well. That is the goal within the next four or five years to one day hopefully be Grammy nominated as artist, not just as producers. We did the producer thing. I think we reached, you know biggest goal which is a Grammy twice mm-hmm. you know five times Grammy nominated but you know we've been there twice with two different songs it really don't get no bigger than that you know we did the number one records and all that I mean there's always more number one records and there's always more top 20 songs and all that of course but hopefully next four or five years the artist thing can can happen that would be just the ultimate wow okay okay so um <clears throat> You guys had so much success and everything, right? Back back to your, to the home life just for a second. Does does the, your mom still ask you to like take out the garbage and stuff like that? <laughs> nah, I just do it, man. I just do it. You don't need to ask. You don't ask have to ask me no more, man. We're actually very close to our to our mother and our father, man. And, uh, um, just when we first actually a nice little story on the flip side of that is when we first got our first chunk of money through our publishing deal. Uh-huh. Um, the very first thing we did is my mother's from Venezuela, so I sent my mom to Venezuela. She hadn't seen her from family for 15 years. Wow. So, you know, she went over to see them. But by, we were still living in that small apartment Like mm-hmm. when we got our publishing. When we did the Little Flip album, while the album was going platinum, mind you, we hadn't been paid for this project. We were still broke as hell, still wow. living in the hood, still living in that apartment that got us started. Mm-hmm. Like I was walking to the studio through, you know, on a railroad track, just walking to the studio. Mm-hmm. Me and my bro. Wow. Yeah, my brother actually had a job. He mm-hmm. worked at the airport while all this is going on. So imagine that feeling, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that you have a platinum plaque and, and you're you... still walking and broke as hell. Wow. So That's yeah, so, yeah. Well, you know, well, well, um, when we got that money, of course, you know, we're still living in that apartment. I sent her to Venezuela, and in those 14 days she was gone, I. We left that apartment. I bought a brand new house. Her and uh, so when she came back in town, we drove her directly to a new house. You know, and she was out the hood. You know, that was our dream to buy a mama house, and we did it. Wow. Yeah, wow. you know. That's great. I mean, just yeah, just good karma. You still man. have that house now, or you? Yeah, or yeah. You, or you or you moved out? Well, well, we well we have we have separate houses, but they oh. have that house. Our, our our mother and father still live in that house that we bought for them, and uh, you know, so yeah, I, I'll still go take out the trash and just. You know, go see him and do the whole nine, man. We're very still normal people in, in that sense, man. That's the one thing that we try to keep. If you can keep anything, keep that. Keep that family mm-hmm. closeness, man, because this music, these vultures will tear your ass up out here, man. Yeah, and that's one thing that'll humble you. Your, your mother and father, like, I'll go to my, my mom's house, and she'll be like, I don't know nothing. I don't care who you talking to or who this, this whatever. Right. I don't care about this. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You steal my son. Right, exactly. That's it. You're, you're just a kid to them, man. Yeah, it's, it is always going to be like that. You just got accepted as your parents, and, and, that, and that's how it is on the, on the sappy side. Right, no doubt. 
<laughs> Definitely. But, man, congratulations to all your accomplishments, and hopefully you'll be able to take it to even higher, higher levels every year, like you yeah. like you said. And, um, you know, uh, much success, and we, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And thank you, thank you. Um, definitely you guys should send us some exclusive, you know, video footage if you can so we could post it on spade tv got hundreds of thousands of people checking out spade tv so you know send us if you can send us some exclusive video footage of you guys in the studio or something i'm sure that our fans would love that yeah yeah i, I got some stuff as we see so um b bw get on because he's gonna give you an email uh give me a, an email address to, to my guy bw sure i get off sure. with you and he'll 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 um you know, copy you and all the stuff that we send out because we do like the video blogs and we do footage and all the cool stuff, man. I'll make sure that you get it all. Great, great. Definitely send us shout out Spade TV. You know, give us some exclusive footage and we'll throw it up there so that you know the people can check it all out. Okay, okay, man. And, and, and like I said, man, I appreciate the opportunity. I just want to thank everybody out there who supported anything that Playing Skills got going on because you know a lot of artists and producers fail to realize that without the people. You ain't nothing. I don't give a damn how good you are, you know, because you need the people to support you. So, you know, that that's that's my little shout out to everybody. <laughs> we appreciate that, man. And yo, know, it's like I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It's like you said. Once you get to that level, you got that number one song. It's hard to take it to another level. But you gotta keep. You gotta keep stay in the studio. Yeah, get another one. I mean, you gotta get, you gotta keep banging them out, man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> survive. So hopefully, you can come up with another one. <laughs> So you are, um my my email address is easy. It's Anton at spatemag dot com. <laughs> you got that, me? Antoine A N T O I N E at S P A T E M A G dot com. It's pretty easy. Alright, we got it, big homie. You got it? Yeah, thanks for your time. No problem, man. Have a great night. Yeah, happy holidays. Same to you. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.